too young to go steady. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name's Hilary Robertson and for this episode I am delighted to be joined by Gareth Williams. His latest album, Short Stories, has just been released on Miles Music. Gareth is a very well-known and very well-respected jazz pianist and has worked with a lot of big names, including Claire Martin, George Coleman, Dave Liebman, Jim Mullen, Martin Taylor, Tim Garland, Tommy Smith, and many, many others. This is not as avant-garde as you might have expected from somebody with Gareth's background, but there are some jazz standards and the beautiful Too Young To Go Steady, which is solo piano and vocal. Is she made of stone? This is a lovely album and it would probably work as an introduction to jazz for a lot of people. Gareth is joined by Martin Ferrant on drums and Paula like Danielson on double bass with a few of the tracks using Chris Lawrence up. on double bass. These are people who've been active in the British jazz scene Grown for many, up. many years. I'm looking forward to my conversation and I hope Someday you enjoy listening to it. Right. Well, thank you for joining me. No, thanks for having me. So, uh, short stories is out now. This is a lovely album. It, it's been a long time coming, I think. Yes, it's a bit overdue. It, well, I mean, that's what people say. Um, uh, yeah, it's only my third solo album. I need to up the ante a bit, I think. Um, but. It is done, and it's out, and um, and I'm pleased. Yeah. So when did you start writing the tracks for it, or have they been kind of bubbling under for a while? Some of them were bubbling under for a while, but effective. So I had, before committing to doing the album, I think I had three or four, and then really knuckled down in the last, couple of months before the recording, maybe three, four months before that, uh, I sent some stuff, uh, some charts over to Pale. He doesn't do internet, so you have to send them uh, on parchment <laughs> by carrier pigeon. And uh, so, yeah, it, it felt like it was part of a whole project because even the ones I'd written before, they weren't that long before. Right. And they were written with a with with collating an album in mind. So uh, I say collating as opposed to curating, which is the mode du jour, isn't it? But hey, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't curate the album; I just wrote some music. And um, but it was it was in you know I think it it was going in one direction. So it wasn't just a a collection of ad hoc right. pieces written over several years. Right. Okay. And yeah, is it, um, was it post pandemic or was it recorded, you know, because some of these things that come out now are, you know, it was pre pandemic. Yeah. It was, it's definitely a hangover. Um, 
it, yeah, it was recorded post-pandemic, sorry, pre-pandemic, and then got sort of lost in the morass of uh, lockdown and all yeah. sorts of things. Um, and Peter Watts had to approach me about doing a project before lockdown. And I said, well, I've actually got this one ready recorded. And so he sort of, he said, well, well, let's, let's release that. Um, and it's, but it obviously it's, it's not quite as simple as that. There was quite a lot of mixing needed doing and selection. And during lockdown, we had to send stuff by the internet largely. And, uh, yeah. So sending huge files backwards and forwards, and I live in the country, and this internet's pretty dodgy. So we got there in the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, it's an interesting album. I like the I like the fact that, as you say, some of them have got palette on bass, and some have got Chris on. Uh, was that were they done deliberately? I mean, I, I noticed one of them is called Four Palette, isn't it? So yeah, that was actually uh, written for him, I guess. Exactly. Um, well, Palais, I mean, we couldn't get Palais for enough time to do a whole album. And Chris is a great bass player, so we decided yeah. to split it that way. Yeah. Um, in some ways, you know, he's coming from a similar place to Palais. You know, he's... He's done a lot of jazz work with Kenny Wheeler, John Taylor. Uh, if you like a slightly more European flavour. So he was ideal. Yeah. And he's a great reader. He, he's great in the studio. He's great to work with. So it worked out well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's two solo piano pieces, one with voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually my voice, believe it or not. I wondered if it was. Yeah, that's me. Okay, that's really nice. What made you decide to do that? Well, funnily enough, um, Martin France has been on at me to record some singing tracks. Uh, they seem to go down well in live gigs. And we did record more singing tracks than that, but uh that was I, in the end i didn't want it to be a, an album of this and that so that that's if you like that's a sort of uh a coda yes to the album it's not supposed to be you know because otherwise it, it, if i'd sort of i did record things like um come rain or shine that's shoving that in the middle of the album would have i think upset the flow so it's more like a, a reflective afterthought. Yeah, uh, and and actually, I think you're right. I think if you'd put two or three vocals on, everyone would have thought, "Oh, I didn't know he was a vocalist as well." And then that kind of detracts somewhat from your. I think you so. Know, that would have become that would have become the the talking point rather than is the music any good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So, uh, how was your lockdown? You say you live in the country. Were you kind of isolated in a barn somewhere? Well, that's actually pretty close. Yeah. And um, 
we were shielding my daughter, so we didn't go out for six months anyway. Wow. I think I might have gone out once to the to the once or twice to the you know the dispensing chemist. Right. Uh, but pretty much didn't go out for six months. Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't great. I can't say it was great. No. I mean, I'm, I'm very glad that we, I was in the country. Uh, people, you know, locked in flats in London with several kids must have gone absolutely bananas. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, uh, so now we're, well, I say we're out of it. We're, we're out of the lockdowns anyway. Um, are you... So you you played with Art Themen at um, Swanage. You're getting out and about now, I guess. Yeah, I mean it's it's a slow trickle, uh, and unfortunately, a lot of the regional and smaller jazz clubs have pretty much folded. It was the well, it's a terrible expression, but it was the final nail in the coffin for a lot of these places that run rely on volunteer support, often retired people. And yeah. a tiny bit of local um, authority grants, and those all but disappeared. Uh, and a lot of jazz audiences, being middle-aged and older, yeah, haven't felt confident coming back out after lockdown. So for all sorts of reasons, you know, several, if not many, of the regional clubs have, have closed. Um, yeah. And I think the dilemma in jazz, it sort of brought that forward because it, the, 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 the notion of the aging audiences was bound to have an effect at some point. Yeah. Because they, the generation that loved jazz in the 50s and 60s can't go on forever. No. Uh, and lockdown sort of precipitated that problem, I think. Eat, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I noticed at um, Love Supreme, <coughs> excuse me, like, you know, a week or so ago, um, there were lots and lots of young people. But, you know, they were going to the usual places, you know, to the bands that, they were familiar with and I thought actually those are not the bands that you hear in regional jazz clubs and things you know they're not the they're not the the bands that people will go oh yeah let's pop down to wherever I mean I know two or three as you said as you say clubs that just can't sustain this anymore and I think there's a bit of a there's a bit of a boost at the moment because you know with festivals and things people are hearing more live music now but I think you're right I think in the autumn when it when we go back to having to be indoors you know some of these smaller clubs are really going to struggle yeah i mean some won't definitely won't reopen um no and no. some that i have played recently have struggled with numbers that you know they're faithful uh, have stayed away yeah still not co not confident enough to come back um I think it's lots of, you know, in in the middle-aged bracket and, and beyond, I think a lot of people have lost their confidence. They've stopped going out. They lived yeah. basically at home for 
probably the best part of a year, everything's now much more of an effort. And, you know, I think, yeah, yeah confidence yeah. has been lost. Yeah, I agree. It's not, it's, it's no longer just COVID. It's just yeah. being slightly older, losing yeah. confidence in driving, going out, bumping into young people. It, yeah. The, the world has possibly closed in a bit. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, uh, you know, some things have have expanded to fill that gap. You know, people are watching more television and, and they're, they're becoming all of a sudden, you know, older people are becoming more used to watching things on catch up and that sort of thing, which they weren't before. You know, if they were out and missed something, they missed it and didn't think of trying to go on iPlayer or 4OD or whatever. And And I think that that's passing a little bit now and it does mean that they're going well let's just stay in and watch you know catch up on something that we've missed or whatever instead of as you say going out because yeah. it suddenly seems a bit more scary to go out so yeah well we'll have to see what happens i think uh, i think this autumn and winter will be a really telling time and i think if we have more you know because obviously the, the the statistic the covid statistics are going up or have gone up again and it'll be interesting to see where that takes us, you know, in terms of people having to have more booster jabs and, you know, all the rest of it. So having said all of that, have you got have you got any live gigs lined up for this album specifically? Not yet, um, but that's my next task. Right. Uh, I'm not a great businessman, which doesn't help. But I will organise a tour uh, right, great. for this. It may be I don't know how long it's a tour. It could can it, it can can be for the right. reasons we've 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 mentioned. But I think you know I'd like to get a few dates together in in close succession in in Britain. Yeah, I think it's possible. I think I've got enough connections and there's enough interest so that's that's the next thing um right very good i've had quite a few things going on in general in 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 my life of late so uh, i'm taking having to take one step at a time right. but the uh, next step is the is is to get out there definitely yeah yeah good well i'll keep an eye out for that then uh where can people get hold of you the album find out about dates and things um miles music is the record label and that's where the album's um available for sale i'm pretty sure that other platforms will have it because that's what happens these days or i'm i'm on facebook right and okay. i do and i do uh, I do put gigs, list up gigs on there. Great. So I'll I'll point people to Facebook and then they can uh, find out. Yeah, Facebook and Mars Music. Great stuff. Fabulous. Well, thank you very much for joining me, Gareth. It's been really good to chat. Thanks, Hilary. All right. Nice to see you. And you Bye too. Now. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Gareth Williams. A 
At the start of this podcast, you heard Too Young to Go Steady with the vocals of Gareth alongside his own piano. And then this is now Derivatives, which is featuring the whole trio. I hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation. And do check out the links in the show notes to find out more about Gareth Williams. Thank you for joining me once more on Harmonious World. Please do rate and review the podcast if you can and share it with your friends. Meanwhile, I hope that you continue to share what you're good at to make this world a little more harmonious. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week. And please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World. <laughs>